Welcome to another episode of Open Dialogue, the podcast for collaborative SEOs and digital marketers. In this episode, I spoke with Jackie Chu, who is an SEO lead at Dropbox. During our conversation, we spoke about Jackie's experiences of working at large enterprise companies such as Square, Uber, and now where she's at at Dropbox. We also spoke in depth about how Jackie gets other teams to care about SEO and how to work effectively with developers and engineering teams. So let's not hang about with this. Here's another episode of Open Dialogue with Jackie Chu. A very warm welcome to Jackie. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. No, the, the pleasure the pleasure's all mine. It's um it's a great honor to to have you on the show. I'm really keen to dig into some of your experiences at some of the companies that you've worked with and at Dropbox where you're working now. Um yeah, what what are you very generous, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> where whereabouts are you, are you calling in from, Jackie? Hey, so I have um, lived in the San Francisco Bay Area for about like five years now. So, yeah. Nice. I, I went out to to visit San Jose for um, SMX West in January and I managed to visit uh, San Francisco for a few days and yeah I, I really loved it as a place I, I can't yeah I, I'm really hoping to go back at, at some point in the near future is it is it a, a fun place to live or how, how do you like it there it's so interesting um, I think you know like I, I lived in places where it's definitely like much more affordable to live in Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like even like people like kids in the tech industry, they're like really upset about like, oh, how do I afford a house? Um, so you can only imagine people who are like not working in tech and a lot of their income is not like RSUs or options. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also so interesting. Like you really meet like such an incredible caliber of like people here. Um, like you'll be just going out to dinner and people will be like, yeah, you know, I just raised like 10, 15 million dollars. And it's like a really strange, unique world where that can happen, you know, yeah, <laughs> and I, just like a brunch environment or just like a, a dinner environment. So um, it's super cool, really interesting, really expensive. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I Yeah. As I say, I, I'd love to go back and visit again. I'm not sure it, it's um, a, a world that I, I'd like to to enter um, <laughs> San Francisco. It sound, sounds a bit crazy over there, but yeah. Um, I'll take you out to yeah. lunch at Dropbox one day. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll let you know when I'm next in town. Um, but uh, just before we started recording, Jackie, you said that you were at Tech SEO Boost, which um, I'm really jealous of. Uh, could you tell us a bit about uh, your experiences of Tech SEO Boost? What, what did you think of it? Was it as amazing as it looked on the live stream? <laughs> it was definitely amazing. But I think like with all um, events, I think you're just really looking forward to like connecting with people and like getting to meet them in person, kind of putting a face to a name because I think so oftentimes um, when you interact with people, it's really via like SEO Twitter, super heavy Python based as far as like content goes. And uh, my Python knowledge is not nearly deep enough to grasp a lot of what's going on. Um, but I feel like that's okay. But yeah, I just, it was amazing because like, no, my old mentor was there. Uh, one of my old like teammates from Uber was there. Um, so it's really just amazing to be able to kind of, you know, hash things out with people, soundboard, like hear what they're up to, um, both on and off the stage. Okay, so let's maybe focus on on your strengths now. So um, could you tell us a bit about um, how your approach to SEO? Um, you've worked previously at Square, you've worked at Uber and now Dropbox. 
could you tell us a bit about um, how you go into these organisations and like what um, what are the kind of strategies that you kind of put in place and what do you do you focus on in, in these these kind of uh, huge companies? Yeah, so it's really interesting because um, inevitably what ends up happening, whether I have been at like Square or Uber or Dropbox, I mean, especially Uber, um, people always are kind of like, oh, what do you do as an SEO at Uber? Which I totally understand because I myself, when I was at Square, was like, what do, what do Uber SEOs do? <laughs> uh, but the reality is like, especially when you are coming from these very strong, like product strong companies, like companies with a very, very strong product, um, a lot of times, like actually like the web is an afterthought, like they're not really thinking about the website or thinking about the website as an acquisition strategy. And a lot of times when you think about the website, the website is really just has been made historically to um, achieve whatever was like the job immediately in front of them. They weren't really thinking about this like long term vision of excellence because they're such a strong product company, you know, like people are always going to want to use Uber, people are always going to want to use um, Square and Dropbox. The these products have real value propositions. And I think that that's why I like working for them so much. You know, someone was someone at TechBoost, funnily enough, was like, Jackie, how do you always work at these like big companies? And then, you know, of course, there's always, you know, nuances to working in a big company. But I really feel that, um, you know, like these companies should win. There's no reason they can't win because I can do the SEO piece, right? Mm -hmm. But um, SEO can't make things that fundamentally suck, not suck. <laughs> so it's like if I could just get the right, you know, things to move or the right projects to be prioritized, then I can really help these like big, meaningful companies like have like, you know, significant wins. Um, and so I think that's why I really like working at big companies. But as far as like what I do when I'm there, uh, I think a lot of times too, there's inevitably always some kind of like misconception about SEO. Mm -hmm. So I, I generally spend my first, at least like few months just like evangelizing. And I, and I try to make sure that I like constantly like evangelize. Um, and then of course, you know, like I, I say this, I've said this before, but like having small wins initially that, uh, don't necessarily scale, but just to show people that like SEO is real, um, things have to actually happen for SEO to happen. I think that those are all things that get um, buy-in to get like the really mm -hmm. big, like audacious projects that um, will actually really move the needle for a company of scale. And in you, you mentioned in, oh yeah, Sorry, oh. everyone and everyone messes up internationalization, like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Like inevitable, like 100% of the time, they will mess up internationalization. <laughs> what, what do you mean, SEOs or just whatever organization that you, you go into, it's going to be messed up? Yeah, whatever organization you go into, that's usually big. Um, and of course, international. Uh, I just feel like a thousand percent of the time, they uh, mess up major flying. <laughs> so I just like almost <laughs> guaranteed. Yeah, I know, I know within our professional services team at uh, Deep Crawl, we've worked with um, quite a lot of large companies and they, they've really, um, quite a few of them have struggled with um, getting getting that right. Like there's been way too many different language versions or they, they've just kind of like, that. that's kind of like top of the list of priorities is, is trying to um, try and sort out internationalization. So yeah, I think that, that's definitely something that um, we can relate to there. Um, but with the, you mentioned the, uh, first few months you're evangelizing what kinds of people within uh, these organizations are you evangelizing to yeah so there's usually two different groups of people um i would say the two highest friction ones are kind of like your business leadership since they usually you know have like i remember one of the girls on twitter um she always says this but like you know it's like 
a difference when you like bought SEO and if you're bought in. Uh, a lot of times people like want SEO because they're like, oh, we like need SEO. We need an SEO team. We need organic growth. Um, our top of funnel is going down. Like these are like really common problems that people try to get like SEO to solve. Uh, but they're not really like fully committed, you know, from a like resourcing perspective or from like an expectation perspective. Um, I think the other people I'm also trying to convince a lot of the times is like the engineering team because, you know, the engineering team is going to be your like key counterpart for like these really big companies. Um, Cause a lot of times, you know, you can obviously do like, like content plays. Um, but a lot of times, you know, to have like these really neat, big, meaningful wins, you need to get kind of more like product based solution. And that's like, that's where I try to like get the buy-in from like a, a product manager and like their engineering team. Because, mm-hmm. like, for example, like using fixing something like internationalization. If your internationalization implementation is bad enough, um, you're like probably not even ranking for your own brand name sometime, uh, which is like pretty <laughs> difficult, and, like pretty hard to explain. But like, it's like something that's not going to be fundamentally fixed by adding more content to the site. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And who? So you mentioned product managers. So is that something that you kind of proactively raise? Are you kind of involved in meetings anyway? The way you could could raise these sorts of issues how how do you how do you go about tackling these problems with product managers and and other various relevant stakeholders yeah i mean i just try to get ahead of the problem um as early as i can i think initially too that's that's difficult right because initially you're not going to really be seen like often these big companies um seo is seen as more of like a marketing function Mm -hmm. and because of that you know you're not going to really be seen as like a technical counterpart but i think over time you can kind of uh build that relationship um let them know like hey i'm obviously you know not an engineer um maybe not even technical as you probably not as technical as you but at least I understand what you're trying to achieve and I can give you requirements that you can actually use and like run with and give to your engineering team. Um, but I just think that it takes time, you know, whether that's like you working with PMMs, you working with content strategists, um, that relationship just really takes time for them to realize like, oh, hey, from the get go, I should probably like loop in SEO. And that's and that's usually what I try to do, right? I usually try to make sure that I get looped in as early as possible versus trying to like scramble after the fact. Um, and like, you know, SEO, the project after it's already done, uh, <laughs> that obviously doesn't have like very good results, generally speaking. Yeah. Um, do you have any particular success stories where where things have gone really well um, collabor- collaborating with different teams? I'm thinking maybe particularly engineering teams um, like we were talking about just now. Um, yeah. Have you got any examples of, of that? Yeah. Um, I would say a lot of my like work at Square was like very end heavy as well as my work at Uber. Um, I'll say at Square, like probably my favorite thing I ever worked on was like our point of sale. And it was really interesting because it was like, there's, um, probably two things I worked with in engineering where they could see something happen. And that's what I always try to shoot for. I always try to make sure that like when I do work with people that they're going to see something happen. And that can mean like I end up like bundling a bunch of initiatives together, um, which can make measurement a little bit difficult. But then at least people can like see something is happening, right? Because I think a lot of times the, the reason why people have a hard time getting buy-in is because people think like, oh, the SEO thing, like it doesn't work, right? Or it like takes a really long time. But a lot of times engineers are actually the people who can really unlock that like fast, uh, fast once it's implemented. (laughs) They're the ones who can unlock that like kind of like step function growth um, if they, you know, fix a tech problem. So for Square, it was, I mean, it was pretty simple things. It was things like changing the information architecture. Um, 
So basically at the time we had had a very flat architecture for all of our point of sale products. So we had like point of sale, we had like retail point of sale, um, we had, uh, you know, salon point of sale, et cetera. And those all kind of sat in the same uh, level in the um, square architecture. So just like one subfolder down. Uh, and then we were basically showing them like, hey, POS and retail POS, these are kind of seen as somewhat of a synonym, um, which is which is obvious because if you do a search for POS, you will see like pages that are more targeting like retail POS. And if you do a search for retail POS, vice versa, you will also see just more generic point of sale. Um, and so we're like, let's make this more clear to uh, search engines that, you know, retail POS is just a type of point of sale. And so all we did was we just nested those pages underneath the top uh, POS subdirectory. Mm-hmm. And you saw an immediate step function growth in visibility to those pages after doing that. And just, you know what I mean? Like people want to, people, I think fundamentally do want to help the company. They want to see the company do well. And if you can show them that your thing that the thing that you're asking them actually has like a real material effect, um, you're gonna have a lot easier time getting buy-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think another thing that we did too that was great was we did like um, a really strong internal linking initiative where we basically linked all of the help center articles to our product marketing pages. And then again, like probably for about half of those pages, you saw a step function increase. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's really cool when you can just like show people and like communicate those wins that you know, like SEO really works and that engineers can actually be like a really incredible, um, really like non-negotiable lever when it comes to like these like big company SEOs. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, you mentioned that um, you're looking for something where you can get a kind of short-term, short-term win, is there is there ever a risk that in going for something where you can show the value early on that that could be detrimental um, maybe in terms of like setting people's expectations too high for what um, they might expect afterwards if you're going for the kind of like biggest win to begin with? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, right? Like a company's always going to be like hungry. You know, you're, you're obviously mm-hmm. a cost of the company. They're going to be hungry for you to keep contributing. But I also think that, you know, the majority of people are also very reasonable. Like if you kind of just show them like, oh, hey, um, you know, people fundamentally... Or square like the job to be done for square like is a point of sale right like you have like point mm-hmm. of sale you have payments um, but like let's say they were to sell like cars it would be very difficult for our company to rank for like cars uh, you know square is not relevant to cars it'd be pretty much impossible yeah. and so like you can do things like you can maybe find like a competitor who's trying to target something that they don't necessarily um, have a lot of authority on and show them how they have like really poor rankings and I just think that as long as you as long as you get visual with people and you don't just necessarily default to like disagreeing mm-hmm. um, I think that that's that helps you be like successful in big companies because I think as long as people see what you're trying to tell them which I think is a little bit hard right like for SEO it does take a lot of like work to kind of like visualize things for people but if you show them like hey um you know xyz company that's about payments ranks really well for payments but if you look at all the other content and doesn't rank well mm-hmm. that is usually enough to like shut down those conversations in my experience and <laughs> um, um when you're kind of putting forward the the case for making the these sorts of changes are you are you kind of estimating the the benefit that they might have or um, cause I guess there is, there's the argument that if you're doing that and you're saying that we might see, I don't know, X percent lift in organic traffic for, for this area of the site, then, um, then you might be setting expectations. Is, is that something that you do or, um, do you just kind of say like, this is going to make, have like a, a fundamental impact. We're going to see some great results from this. This is why we should be doing it. 
Yeah, it depends. So I think that, uh, oh, sorry, class, all right, classic canned SEO response. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I think it depends. Um, sometimes, you know, some engineers actually, really interestingly enough, will like, when I work directly with engineers, I very rarely need to do like the kind of like formal business justification. It's when I'm kind of getting buy-in from more of the executive level. That's usually when you need to do like, okay, if I, like when you're doing like your resourcing ask, right? Like your budget ask for the year. Mm -hmm. Usually they'll be like, okay, if we give you X, were you going to give us in like Y and traffic? And what does that mean? Like activations or like trial starts, whatever it is that you're like measuring as your North Star. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I mean, it's always really difficult to forecast. So I always kind of caveat with like, you know, when we do forecasting, a lot of times it's more of like a prioritization exercise for SEOs. Mm -hmm. um, and I usually try, the thing that I have like found to be the most successful is I try to give like a top band and like a lower band of what I think could be possible. Um, and I feel like that has also been like pretty well received because then people understand like, okay, there's like an un, uh, given level of like uncertainty with this. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I usually do. I usually try to like show them with the bands that like, Hey, there is like us. I I'm confident. I'm fairly confident this is going to work, but I can't tell you exactly what you're going to get. Why? And honestly, all forecasts are kind of more, um, art than science. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realize this until I started working like more closely with like a lot of, lot of analysts, as long as it's based in rational theory, right? As long as you can like rationalize your result, like, Hey, um, based off the fact that like, you know, everybody else who's in the SERPs ranks this high compared to them, our site is this strong. We currently do this. If we, um, based off our click through rate curve, I expect to see this much traffic. If we fix the problems that I'm seeing, mm -hmm. like people accept that, right? Like I think when people don't like forecasts is when you're just like finger in the air, 5% year over year growth, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And and who who are the people that you're um, kind of pitching pitching these these cases into? Is are you, is it directly into engineering teams, or is there is there someone uh, more senior than yourself in within uh, SEO at um, at Dropbox or previously at, in any of your previous companies? What what does that kind of look like? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Um, just who who you're kind of pitching like when when you want want to make like a a significant change are you going directly to engineering teams is it kind of a collaborative sort of decision um or are you going to is there someone more senior than yourself with the, who's got an seo role um where you are now or in a previous role um yeah i'm just just trying to get an idea of like who the the various people are that you need to convince yeah, it really depends on the structure of your company. So most of the companies I've been in recently, like most tech companies will, um, again, put like SEO in kind of more of a marketing function mm -hmm. uh, rather than like a product or engineering function. So often I need to collaborate with the product engineering team mm -hmm. to like get on their roadmap, right? To get the resources. Uh, as far as like, you know, buy-in from like my level, um, Sometimes it's sometimes it's getting buy-in from them and resources and engineering resources. Other times it's more just like informing them of my plan and like how I uh, intend to get to my plan. Mm -hmm. um, so it really just depends on the like structure of the company, like who is going to be like the most influential person like for me to get what I need. But a lot of times too, that does involve a separate engineering org. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like and, and I could talk for days about like why I actually think that uh, you know SEO should really be more in like a product organization, but 
no, for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get you back on for another episode to, to go through that. Um, I'd also be really interested to know, um, so we met very briefly at PubCon, I think it was, um, earlier in the year. How, um, I've seen that you've written up, um, you attended a, was it the Webmaster Conference that Google held a couple of months back? Oh, that was so cool. Yeah. How, how do you balance um you're kind of that those two sides of things it, it's something that i come up against as well because i'm i'm going to various conferences and, and speaking is that is that something that you you kind of struggle with at all is is that quite an easy balance for you to to maintain oh yeah oh my god i struggle with public speaking a lot <laughs> which is actually the exact reason why i like force myself to do it mm-hmm. um, just because i feel like uh, you know, like how can you expect to get better if you don't do it quite often? And that's actually one of the things that I really like loved um, about Square as a workplace is they really actually encourage the like channel owners and like even like IC manager on the managers on the teams to like speak to their own work, right? Yeah. And I kind of realized I was like, wow, I'm like really not <laughs> nearly as good at this as I would like to be, and it frustrated me. It's so bad because like I want so badly to do good work and like even if there's work I was really proud of, I was like, Am I am I delivering the work and like representing the team and like representing like what we've done here like well? Uh, and so I yeah, I just forced myself to do public speaking because I think I actually have a a lot to improve on. <laughs> well, I've I've heard good things about your talks. I haven't actually managed to see any of your talks yet, but um I've <laughs> I've seen that you're speaking at Traffic Think Tank Live next year. I'm I'm hoping to go along to that. So so maybe maybe I'll be lucky enough to um, see one of your talks then. Um, oh, are, you, are you a member of Traffic Think Tank? Yes. Yeah. I actually joined uh, last month, and I'm I'm really loving it. Yeah. Are Are you a member yeah. as well? I love it. Yeah, I, yeah. I am. Um, actually, just because you know, being in house for the past like few years, like. You can often spend like you know months, quarters, a year trying to fix the same problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I mean. Like in a year, in a big company is like actually, I feel like pretty decent for mm-hmm. like someone like the difficult, the nuances of like how difficult um, some of these systems are. But yeah, I mean, like I, I love Traffic Think Tank because it's like it's a really warm, receptive community. People are like so helpful. And in a way that, like you know, sometimes people are not always so helpful in the SEO on like. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I I can understand that. Yeah, I, I think there's also I've I've seen some other Slack communities as well where it's just um, overly saturated. Like you just have there are too many different types of people, and there are like thousands of people in the in the in the Slack group, and it's just uh, yeah, it's a bit overwhelming to be a member of. Whereas. Um, Whereas traffic think tank, I, I feel is like it's there are a lot of people in there. I think there's uh, several hundred now, but um, yeah, it isn't it isn't overwhelming at all. Um, yeah, I'm not that. bombarded with notifications. It's like <laughs> seem seems like a, a really good place. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to um, to to getting more involved with that. But yeah, I, I find it really difficult to keep on top of all of these different communities, and um, it's so many now. Yeah. Um, I'm, I can I'm barely keep on top of my email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I'm probably not doing a very good job of being on top of my email right now. <laughs> um, 
But just going back to uh, the Webmaster Conference, like you did a really great write-up. Uh, is there anything that you kind of took away from that as like a an overriding sort of um, memory from that? Because I've spoken to a few people that were there and they, they found it a really ma- amazing experience to be there with the actual um, engineers themselves. So is there anything that you learned there which um, was, was kind of... Uh, career no not career defining <laughs> that's probably a bit extreme but uh, well is there anything that you took away from that uh, I think there was like I'm trying to think there was like actually like so much like interesting information there um, I think the takeaway about like how many like resources Google loads on the page was really interesting. I think they said it was like a, I think it's like 50, 60% cash rate of like all the resources. And like on average, um, they're actually like not downloading all the resources on the page. And I thought that that was like super interesting from a uh, web perspective, just because, you know, if you think about like most people's pages in this day and age, especially these like really big companies, you know, they're loading a lot of stuff on these pages. There's like mm-hmm. Hotjar and then there's like Telium and then they're loading um, all these like click events and, there's like images and like trackers and like, I don't know, there's just a lot going on in any of these, um, in any of these pages. And it was kind of made me think, I was like, wow, I wonder how much stuff on our pages like Google stuff <laughs> on a given basis. Uh, that was really interesting. I also thought the synonyms talk was really interesting as well. Like how they handle synonyms. Um, okay. And like how initially they used to, ha- they used to think, you know, cat and dog were synonyms. And like, mm-hmm. it, was, it, it was really interesting um, hearing that talk as well. That sounds really cool. Um, are they doing those every year? Like, I'd, I'd really like to to attend one of one of them. Yeah. So my understanding is that was the first like product focused one. They've been doing webmaster conferences, but not like uh, product summits. So uh, I think they're doing one in uh, Zurich right now. Um, uh, and I've, 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 I've completely completely missed that one. That that's a lot closer to home. Should I guess you did. I think it's like literally going on right now. Uh-huh. Um, Damn it. And they said that they're going to keep. They said that they're going to keep doing it. Reception has been really good, so I'm going to guess that it's only going to be more and more difficult to attend. As yeah. time goes on. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, I'm so thankful to have got it. It was really cool. <laughs> cool. Um, and just going back to to some of your experiences. So we spoke a bit about um, success stories. Is is there any? Do you have any experiences of things, um, times where things have gone like disastrously wrong working with other teams, um, yeah. and anything that you've kind of taken away from from that as a, a learning? Um, yeah, so I think the thing that actually sticks like most out in my mind is one of the companies I worked at. They had hired um, an SEO agency, and I was basically coming in to assess the situation and to like eventually take control of the team. And it was really interesting to me because. These this SEO agency in particular was like super decorated, uh, so 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 smart, like very very smart. I would say like top two to three percent of SEOs for sure. Right. Um, and they were totally right, right? They were like totally right, pretty much every single time I heard them talk. But they just had such a difficult time like working with people <laughs> um, to the to the point where you know they were getting shut out of every single meeting that was involved that was actually involving like SEO projects. Like they as the only SEO point of contact were being like shut out of SEO meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so the projects were running without actually having anyone in SEO have, give like oversight to them. And it was so interesting to me because, um, you know, as I'm sitting there watching them kind of like berate the engineers that we were working with, I was like, wow, technically 
what you're saying is true. Um, however, like you are never going to be able to work with these people ever again. <laughs> and it was one of those things that was so interesting to me because I was like, wow. And it was, it felt like this perfect, um, kind of like moment in time that kind of like is an analogy for the entire SEO community. Right. So I think so many times like we can be like, Oh, you're wrong. Um, and you know, like the right answer is this, but I feel like sometimes, you know, it, how, when you work in like a really big company, especially, I think like, you know, like SEO is just as much about the technical skills as it is like the soft skills. And that's mm -hmm. why I think it's, that's actually, I think one of the most like nuanced things about being a big company SEO is that a lot of times your ability to be effective actually has less to do with your technical efficacy and your ability to um, kind of persuade and, you know, speak to engineers in a term that like they're going to appreciate, but then also speak to like your business stakeholders as well. And it was so interesting to me just because, yeah, we ended up having to let them go, but they were, they were really smart, like definitely super smart. Like I was learning stuff from them. Uh, but it was so interesting to me because I'm like, it doesn't really matter if you're right. It just only matters if you're effective. And I just kind of realized like looking at, at the situation, I was like, this is not a rectifiable situation. These relationships are not rectifiable. Um, you kind of got to clean house sometimes and like start anew. Mm -hmm. uh, so so it was, that was a really interesting experience for me because, yeah, I mean, like in, in every way, you know, totally right. But it doesn't matter because, you know, if anything, it was really just drawing, like splitting the teams apart versus like bringing them together. Right. And I think that's really important, right? It's like as an SEO, you really are kind of this liaison between like so many different teams, like content, analytics, product and engineering. Um, you have to really like cherish and work on those relationships, I think. Mm -hmm. This is this is completely why I've started this podcast is for examples like that, because there there seems to be like... Um, yeah, you can you can know your stuff with with SEO, but yeah, um, if you aren't being effective within a business, then it's kind of for nothing. So, uh, are there are there any things I, I don't I don't want you to like drag the, this former colleague through the mud, but like are there are there certain things that they were doing like, and did did you kind of like? <sighs> Is it just willing to be more collaborative or more kind of open? What what were the, the kind of key things that they were doing wrong? Uh, you definitely don't want to berate uh, your engineers who are not SEO engineers who definitely right. don't have any kind of obligation to do any sort of work for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the thing is too, it's like I, so one of my favorite books in life is like not even uh, SEO book. I just think it's like how to work people in general. It's like how to win friends and influence people. Uh <laughs> so true for like so many different parts of life, whether that's like your partner, whether that's like, you know, people you're working with, if you're telling somebody they're wrong, even if they are wrong, like they're not going to be receptive to you, you know? Um, like, I really feel like, you know, like at that point, it's probably just best to like escalate and, you know, cover your ass probably mm -hmm. <laughs> like escalate to somebody who can't actually solve the situation. Um, versus, you know, like, I just think like it was, it was very clearly like, a non-repairable relationship. And I, and I really feel like, you know, I really feel like the, the best kind of work and the best kind of teams are teams that really have fun together and that really enjoy to work together. And when you're not creating that kind of environment, you know, people are just not going to want to work with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can completely understand that. Reports too. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. I'm... I can say the same for like direct reports too. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so do you have any advice for how, generally how SEOs can, can work more effectively, particularly with developers, engineering teams. Um, I, I guess, yeah, we're kind of going along those lines with um, 
creating a, a good collaborative environment. But is is there anything more more generally that you could say to that? Yeah, I mean, I just think <clears throat> working on your uh, so I think there's two things that really help with working with engineering teams. I think one is don't assume because <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that that's like a really big pet peeve. Like generally, people don't like you coming in and assuming things about like the website or like how it's built um, or like your particular instance of like the CMS. And so I think it's always good to go in and like pose things as a question versus like trying to like add commentary and like make assumptions. And I think that that's one thing that that definitely really helps um, when working with like engineers. Uh, and then it, like, right. Cause a lot of times they just want to hear like, what is the problem? Like essentially what are your requirements? And then they'll come up with the solution, um, in tandem with you. And they just don't want that to feel, to feel like you're like spoon feeding them. Right. Yeah. So you're not, times, you're not dictating yeah, to them. Totally. And a lot, cause a lot of times too, like you can be like maybe myopic just because like, you know, like for example, like WordPress instances can be very different as can something like contentful. Um, all those things can be very different. So it's best to just ask versus like trying to assume. Mm-hmm. And I think the second one is to communicate because again, like I think it's really interesting. A lot of engineering teams I've worked with, um, they don't require as much of like a formal, uh, you know, business justification for a lot of the work they're doing, unless it's like a really huge lift, right? Unless it's like, a, hey, we need to like rebuild the CMS, like that needs a certain level of executive buy-in. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, for kind of like small one-off tasks, I think it's really important to communicate what happened. Because I think where like a lot of trust actually gets broken is when people do something for you and you just kind of like, I don't know, like uh, just kind of run in and like ghost them, you know? And they're like, yeah. did that even work? Did anything happen? Were you able to achieve the thing you wanted to achieve? And I think that's when like the kind of like bad feelings about SEO uh, happen where you just like um, kind of like one and done people because Mm -hmm. then then they feel like they spent time doing this thing for you and they just like never even knew what really came of it, you know? And I think it's like super unsatisfying. Um, Yeah. So I think it's super unsatisfying. And I think that it's really important that you kind of communicate what happened. And I think if you do that, um, even if 100% of the things that you do don't work, like honestly, I think most people are pretty reasonable and they don't expect like 100% of the things you do to work. Um, because, you know, sometimes it's just not big enough. Like the ask is not big enough. It's like a micro optimization. Uh, but at least letting, like being really good about that follow-up and letting them know that you are looking at it, you're measuring it, or like if it didn't work, what are, what are your next steps? I think that that's a really important part mm-hmm. of getting like engineering buy-in as well yeah. over the long term. Okay, that, that's not something I'd really considered before. That yeah, it's important to one once you have got the buy-in for for changing something, then you need to be following up afterwards and um, keeping keeping that going. Is that is that something that you think engineers are interested in? Because I can imagine some people might argue that they they don't care. They're just kind of uh, the stereotype is they're just kind of like checking boxes and like oh got that done. Is that not your experience of things then? That's definitely not my experience. Um, but yeah, I, I generally that's, try that's to good. avoid like kind of like drive-by tickets. Just, you yeah. know, like the uh, yeah. <laughs> I, my experience, like most people want to do good work. You know, mm-hmm. like most people really do want to do good work. Whether and that's not even just like related to engineers. I would say the same about like writers, right? Like most of them want to know that like their writing is like meaningful and it's creating brand. And like the beautiful thing about SEO is you can actually really show that, you know, through traffic growth, um, that something is actually happening, right? It's one of those things where it, at one point on one end, it's, um, drives you like mad sometimes because, you know, all of your work is like so dependent on other people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, but other times it's amazing because it's like, you can, uh, 
bring in a writer who previously was just kind of mostly doing brand work um, and, you know, help them be a part of like this growth engine. Mm -hmm. And like most people are going to be really excited about that. They're going to be like, oh, that's cool. If they see that, you know, before you weren't ranking for like cloud storage or whatever and like Dropbox. Um, But then if you show them like, oh, hey, isn't that cool? We have like the knowledge graph or we have like, you know, the rich snippet. Like that's something most people can understand. And even if they're not an SEO person, seeing something is happening is going to make them like excited about it, right? Because it's like, you're like, whoa, that's like, I actually did something and that worked. Um, Especially people who are actually traditionally don't have those business goals. Right. That that sounds like a... yeah, that, that sounds like an amazing uh, skill to, to have to be able to bring people in, in like that. Um, that's really cool. Um, so I'm, I'm conscious of time and um, totally. I'd, I'd love to, to, to keep talking with you for ages, for a lot longer. But um, <laughs> is there anything that you'd like to <laughs> shamelessly promote? We're, I'm just trying to bring this to a, a kind of close now. Um, we've we've got a couple of opportunities for you to to promote what whatever you'd like. Um, so the first one is there anything that you'd like to promote either um, that you're doing or or some a cause that you care about or something along those lines. Ah. Uh. I don't think I'm doing any interesting, anything interesting, and I'm not noble enough to think of a cause. Really um, there's a golden doodle I really like that's like uh, paralyzed that I like donate money to. So I was like, I don't know if that's super relevant right now. Uh, as far as like like things to promote though, that's like relevant to the SEO community. Um, I love Lusa Chart for flowcharts. Yeah, uh, I've used, I've used Lusa Charts. That's, yeah, it's it's really really intuitive. I, I really like Lusa Charts. Love it. Yeah. Um, I think a few books that I really like that I think are not directly relevant to SEO, but like I think have influenced my career in like a lot of ways. Like mm-hmm. again, how to win friends and influence people. Um, storytelling with data is another one. I really like that one because it's definitely up leveled my deck game. And mm-hmm. decks are a very effective way to communicate in large companies. So that has been like a godsend to me. <laughs> uh, and extreme ownership, which I'm like obsessed with, and like a huge Jacko Willink fan. Uh-huh. Um, oh yeah, I saw that um, he went to a, a talk of his, or he came in yeah, to talk at Dropbox. Dropbox, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was meaning to ask you about that. Actually, I, I completely forgot. Um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen some of his stuff, and he's he's yeah, like like his kind of uh, his his slogan suggests he's he's a bit extreme, isn't he? Oh, oh, Jocko Willink. <laughs> I do think he's extreme, but I mean, to be fair, the title does say extreme ownership. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know why I expected any different, but I, yeah, it, it's, he, he scares me, that guy. <laughs> I will say, I will say that uh, he's definitely one of the reasons why I started waking up like much earlier. Uh, yeah. And it's actually kind of incredible how much more you can get done in the day okay. <laughs> when you wake up much earlier. Um, and then. I think the last thing to shamelessly promote, uh, I really like stat for keyword tracking for enterprise, but something I'm actually liking that's a little bit smaller lately for like, I do a little like note side hustling for my fiance is mm-hmm. a SEO monitor, which is pretty cool. Oh, um, yeah, it's like that, a keyword that, tracking that, that tool. Good, yeah. yeah, it's a keyword tracking tool and it's, it's, it's pretty affordable and you know, you can do a lot like a lower level requirements of, of keywords than stat will offer you has a really good like cannibalization alert um breaks out brand non-brand when you connect to a search console it's it's pretty comprehensive i like it i actually learned about it from traffic think tank 
Ah, really? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been set up with an account with SEO monitors um, quite a few months ago. And I've kind of used it a bit and they've they've got um, some good forecasting in there. I was, like, I was trying to work out how to um, use their API and, and bring um, some of their data into Data Studio, but I haven't, haven't had the time to, to look at that properly. But yeah, I've, I've met the the, the team there as well, and they're, um, they're a really nice bunch. I think they're based in Romania, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good tool. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll bring things to a close there. Um, thank you very much, Jackie, for sharing your experiences. It's been, um, yeah, it's been a, a real pleasure, and, um, yeah, hope to have you on again uh, another time at some point, hopefully. okay awesome nice thanks for having me cool thanks a lot a massive thank you to Jackie for being such an insightful guest if you'd like to hear more from Jackie you can find her on Twitter at Jackie C. Chu if you'd like to hear more from me I'm Sam underscore Marsden on Twitter and if you'd like to share our humble podcast with the world then make sure that you add the hashtag open underscore dialogue before you go I would like to let you know that this podcast has been made possible by my employer, DeepCrawl. So if you're interested in improving the technical health and organic performance of the websites that you manage, make sure that you check us out, head on over to deepcrawl.com and have a look at how we can help. We've even got a two-week trial for you to give us a go with. I'd also like to give a shout out to BMO Studios based in Hackney Central. They make Open Dialogue sound as great as it does. If you're interested in finding a written recap of this podcast, you can head on over to the DeepCool blog by visiting deepcool.com forward slash podcast. And you'll also be able to sign up to our mailing list as well. So thank you again for listening. And I hope you join us again soon.